Sports is recorded in Harrisonburg, Virginia, in the heart of the Shenandoah Valley. Starring Dave. Surprising little fun fact, King Griffey Jr. was the first number one overall draft pick to go into the Hall of Fame. Chris. ALCS MVP for the Houston Astros. Gary Sanchez. Brad. You're a professional. Act like you've gotten criticism before because obviously you have. And Joe. Yeah, Chris Davis is awful. And now, 4D Sports. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of 4D Sports. We have a full crew here tonight <clears throat> to break down the All-Star game. Chris was not at the All-Star game, but we'll still talk to him. And uh, we'll get his thoughts, especially when the MLB uniform review concludes with the NL West in part two of this episode. But right now for part one, let's focus on the M- the Valley Baseball League All-Star game. Uh, guys, we first watched the Home Run Derby. It was really a one-round wonder with Andrew Burden of Front Royal hitting five home runs in the first round. He went to the finals based on that total, didn't even have to hit in round two, and then in the championship, uh, he hit one home run to win it. Yeah, typically, you know, in these home run derbies, you got one guy that really, really shines, and then, you know, some people that struggle and some people that hit a a couple here and there. And, um, you know, that seemed to be the case last year when I went, and uh, that was the case again this year. Um, Unfortunately, you know, the guy that was going to hit the more home runs ended up going last. I would like for him to go first so that we could actually see how much he he would put up. But, you know, it's whatever. That's just the way it worked out. Yeah, it felt like whoever put up the biggest number in the first round was definitely had the advantage, and he came out swinging and got five in the first, and I think the, the most was three. Somebody got in two, a couple ones, and pretty good showing. Yeah, yeah. And well, he's a lefty, and I think that helped. I mean, the wind was Maybe. blowing kind of didn't out to help, right. Uh, it wasn't that much wind, but a little bit. Didn't help your one boy, though. That didn't help Mundy, who we did talk to because he was the All-Star Game MVP. And let's talk about the game. Uh, you know, it was a, started out like a pitcher's duel. The first two innings, neither team really had much. But then in the third inning on, the runs started to come. And Did they switch pitchers a bunch? Yeah, every inning every was a inning. new pitcher. Mm-hmm. Okay. There were nine pitchers on the team. Yeah. Uh, so every inning was a new pitcher for both teams. And J.D. Mundy, who actually was really close to an inside-the-park home run had he not slid into third base, Instead, he has to settle for the RBI triple. He also had another RBI earlier in the game. So he had a great game for the South. The South ended up winning 7-3. to three, Got a late home run in the bottom of the ninth, which they play just to make sure everybody can play. Uh, he, Eric Connor of Stanton had a solo homer to make it 7-3. And the South really controlled the game. I mean, the North, they're, they're, I think the North scored first. Uh, took the early lead. But once they lost it, the South didn't relinquish it. And they just seem to have more runners and more opportunities than the North, which I don't think was any surprise to us. We said in our All-Star Game preview last week that we thought the South would probably win that game just because of the depth of talent those teams have down there. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I thought it was pretty exciting game, actually. The you know the pitching was pretty strong but uh, for there for a bit, but then the offense really kicked in. And, you know, it's always exciting when the teams are – kind of trading off runs like they were there for a little bit and keeping it a one-run ball game for a while before the South really pulled it on there late in the game. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was just kind of exciting because you're thinking the you know, the teams are starting to put things together offensively, starting to get guys on base and moving them around and getting them into scoring position. And, you know, you, when it's like that, you never know who's going to come out on top until, you know, the South just they ran away with it. Yeah, both teams kind of showcased all-around games. They had good pitching, some good hitting in certain innings. They had some speed. Their speedy guys got infield hits, had some stolen bases. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the South just kind of capitalized on more and had more opportunities. And McCall and Mundy, back-to-back there, really, throughout the whole game, it seemed like they were all over the place. I would say the two and three hitters, them batting, hitting back-to-back, was really when they poured it on. It seemed like they were they were scoring runs every time those two came up. I will say this, too. Uh, really impressed with the crowd. They had a good crowd show up. A lot of fans from Winchester. Covington brought a lot of people. I think those were the two fan bases. I'm sure, you know, and Harrisonburg brought a lot of fans, obviously. But I'd say outside of Harrisonburg, Winchester and Covington, the two 
most well-represented fan bases there. Uh, and I was really impressed with the overall crowd that made it out to the All-Star game. And I liked, uh, <clears throat> you know, how a lot of the players who weren't necessarily playing in the game, a lot of them came out <clears throat> to support their teammates. Yeah, I was going to mention and, that. Uh, we saw a lot of yeah, players. That was, that was really good to here. see. Um, f- a lot of them from the teams that were closer by um, and were able to make it there. But, I mean, it was really nice to see that, have them come out there and support their teammates. Yeah, I agree with you. So, again, 7-3 final in the Valley Baseball League All-Star Game. Uh, we managed to grab a handful of interviews while we were there. Five. Three. That's we'll get to see uh, most of these guys. It's like a, that's like a T-Rex handful Yeah, uh, okay. on the showcase team here, too, in a week or two. That's true. The showcase is coming up. Uh, it's actually is that in North Carolina next again? week. Yeah, it's but it's 16, Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So we'll be uh, trying to follow those, trying to get some interviews maybe, if we can, from teams at the Showcase. And uh, obviously we're hoping the Valley League does great again there, again this year. They did great last year. They didn't lose a game. They won both games that they played in down there, and they're playing two games again, I think. They're there for two days, so hopefully the Valley League can win two more games and keep the league record undefeated in that Showcase tournament. But first up, Let's dive into the interviews that we were able to get. Let's start off with John Leonard from All Things Valley League. He was our first interview. We've had him on here before, uh, and he is a great read. If you're looking for, you know, we kind of, we don't dive in too deep here on this podcast in terms of getting into the nitty gritty of every day. This is our player of the day. This is our pitcher of the day. He does all that. Uh, He has an extensive database of former Valley Leaguers into the minor league systems and even into the majors. So I highly recommend all things Valley League. If you're not familiar with it, be sure to check that out. But here's our second interview ever with John Leonard. We have John Leonard again from all things Valley League. And John, second interview with you. But uh, first question, uh, how are things going? What is your take on the league so far in 2018? Well, it's been an interesting season so far. There are a number of storylines, a um, number of cool things that are happening. Um, one of the things that I see in the league this year is, is uh, some less of the, of the four-year uh, college guys. We have, a, we have a number of junior college players uh, who are going to four-year colleges. It uh, doesn't mean uh, less, less talent necessarily, just different. Um, it's, also, it's also been quite a hitting league so far this year. Uh, if a team doesn't score five or more runs, it's difficult to win any games at all. I've noticed that in my statistics as well. All right, and you, know, you talk about the heavy hitters. Um, we just saw the Derby in Front Royals. Andrew Burton, the winner, and uh, but J.D. Mundy, who didn't have a good Derby, but he has been one of the hot hitters in the league. He's been player of the week, back-to-back weeks, I think, coming into this week uh, in the All-Star game. Have you had a chance to see him yet? Uh, just today, uh, I did see them play against New Market, but at that point, he wasn't on the radar yet. Uh, Twelve home runs in uh, the first half of the season is amazing. Uh, he is already on the the top eleven of the uh, of the league record book from 2004 to now, and he's only five away from tying the most ever in that span. He's having a tremendous year so far. All right, John, we'll get you out of here on a couple questions. We already asked you your Disney movie and Guilty Pleasure songs, but uh, we'll ask you now, what is your favorite baseball movie? Oh, my favorite baseball movie. Um, you know, this is, this is not a great movie, but uh, for the love of the game, the one where Costner throws the, uh, throws the perfect game, um, I need to give some background to it. Is that okay? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He was, uh, I was living in Kenya at the time, and I had not seen a baseball game because uh, we couldn't stream games at that point. And I had not seen a baseball game in a number of years. And watching that movie took me back. I missed baseball so much. So that movie has a special place in my heart. I realize it's not a great movie. Like, it's kind of more of a, of, a rom- of a romance than a baseball movie. But I, I usually go with that, even though it's not a popular choice. That's okay, yeah. <laughs> my brother loves it cause, because uh, for him, it's... The player tuning everything out when he's yeah. in the on the mound, and he's like, "Oh, that's what that's what baseball players need to be doing more and stop listening to all this other stuff." So he's going to agree with you on that. Um, but uh, second question, we'll ask you. Uh, last time we had you on, we asked you about your favorite Valley Leaguer that you've ever seen. But now we're going to ask you more general baseball. Who is your favorite baseball player that you've 
you know, growing up watching on TV or in person, uh, just favorite baseball player? Well, that's, that's an easy one. That's Mike Schmidt. Uh, I grew up in southeastern Pennsylvania in the, um, in the 70s and the 80s, and he was the man. Still remember his 500th home run, uh, 1980, the 48 home runs. Yeah, this is Mike Schmidt by far. Okay. Well, thanks for talking with us again, John, and have a good one. Thank you. Okay, guys, there you have it. John Leonard again. Thanks to John for taking the time to talk to us. You heard him talk about the heavy hitters in the league, and he's right for the most part. I know some of the games we've gone to have been kind of low scoring, but we've kind of seen a lot of uh, low scoring games, which hasn't been the norm around the league. But a lot of heavy hitters. You, you heard him talk about J.D. Mundy and his his great hitting that he's put on. But I think the other thing that he said that was interesting is the fact that a lot of the league has gotten more JUCO players this year. I think it'll be interesting to see if that trend continues. Again, uh, one year doesn't really set a trend, but um, it'll be interesting to see if they keep getting more JUCO guys or if they go back to the traditional four-year college guys. Now, Brad, I did speak for you when I said you were going to love that answer, you looked like you were surprised that I said that, but love's a strong word for that one. But yeah, Um, I don't hate it. Yeah. It's, it's an okay movie. It's not, it's not a great movie. Um, It is a, it is definitely a chick flick that is, happens to be about baseball as well. Is that why you're into it? No. Okay. Just try. No, I just, I I do like the, I, I like Kevin Costner in movies. I think he's, Great in baseball movies, also great in westerns. So, Kevin Costner is a good actor. Good, because that, that's what he does. Yeah, I think he's a good actor. There's some bad actors out there. So, Nicholas Cage. You know. Yeah, I wasn't gonna throw him under the bus, but yeah. Are you telling me you don't like National Treasure? I'm telling you, he's not gonna listen to this podcast, so we're probably fine. I don't that's know. He's kind of crazy. He might. <laughs> he probably. <laughs> you don't know what he's gonna do. I'm tagging him in it. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I did say because of the mentality thing, and you happened to quote that in an argument that you and Chris were having just last week. That's because we two weeks ago we were having an argument. I'll I'll throw anything at Chris. Anything (laughs) I can, anything I can grasp. I'll pull anything out too, (laughs) even if I don't believe in it. (laughs) And then going Mike Schmidt. Once I mean, he was wearing the Philly shirt while I was interviewing him, so no real surprise there. Um, But Mike Schmidt, a very good baseball player, Hall of Famer, so not a bad choice there from John either. Yeah, I respect it. I think Good if you're player. going Phillies, that's probably who you have to go with, right? Good Best player, Philly yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not Ryan, Howard. especially for that generation. Oh, definitely not Ryan Howard. <laughs> no, he is the he is the Phillies Chris Davis. <laughs> fresh. But now let's go on to our next interview that we had, and this is going to be with Kyle Gutshaw of the Strasburg Express. He is the broadcaster for the Express, has been for a few years. And we're here with Kyle Gutshaw, announcer extraordinaire for the Strasburg Express, as well as uh, Central High School during the high school sports season. And Kyle, let's talk about Strasburg's season. Unfortunately, we haven't had a chance to get up there and see him yet. Uh, we hope to before the end of the year. But Strasburg, a little slow start to the year, and now they're trying to rebound and get in the playoffs, right? Yeah, man, they're they're 10 and 16 right now. Uh, they're playing better as of late. Their pitching's been improving. They play in a home run ballpark, so you never know what will happen. Um, but I think they're going to get get going here in the second half. They lost a tough one here a couple days ago, um, but they've been playing better as of late, and the guys are coming together. And I think they'll have a good run and probably get into the playoffs. All right, and with you seeing all the games at home, you can see a lot of them. Uh, who are the players that right now are standing out as primetime MVP type players for Strasburg? Um, for Strasburg, actually one guy I really see a lot of talent in who didn't even make the all-star team is Colton Schultz. He's from the University of Alabama, Birmingham. He's really been hitting as of late, doing a good job. He plays DH, plays a little outfield. Um, also, Anthony Pecora, who did make the all-star team, he's doing a great job. He's from Wagner College. Um, so I think those two guys have been very impressive. Strasburg's pitching has been a little rough so far this year. Uh, Chris Henry, he's one good pitcher for them. He's also on the all-star team, so I think he's a pretty good player. But overall, Strasburg's been pet- playing better as of late, but I think they just got to improve on the pitching a little bit. Okay, and uh, players on other teams that come into Strasburg, and you've had the chance to see uh, who is a player that has stood out to you? 
Number one was definitely uh, Luke Berryhill from uh, the Percival Cannons. We saw him a couple times in the first week or two, and he hit two home runs in one inning at one night, hit three total. And then the next game he came in and pinch hit and hit a home run that night too. So Luke Berryhill, um, I don't think overall he's been hitting a lot of home runs, but when he comes to Strasburg, he's definitely been finding the, finding the stroke there. But, he, yeah, he seems like a pretty solid player, definitely with the home run stroke in Strasburg though. All right, well, we'll get you out of here on two just-for-fun questions that we ask everybody. Uh, first one, what is your favorite animated Disney movie? Um, let me think here. Uh, Finding Nemo. Okay, all right. And uh, a song that you like but you're afraid to admit to other people that you like it. Um, used to like Party in the USA. All right, that's good, that's good. All right, well, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. No problem, thank you, man. All right, so talking about the Strasburg Express, and he's right. They did start slow, and now they're trying to rebound. They do have a shot to get back in the playoffs. They're only two out right now, and uh, they're they're trailing the New Market Rebels right now, who are who they're two behind. Uh, the North is turning into the South kind of in the sense that there's a lot of moving pieces there between two through f- five right now in the North, uh, and only a handful of playoffs, three, sorry, T-Rex handful of Playoff spots going to Chris. Uh, but I think it'll be interesting to see if they can get there. He's right, though. And the one thing about Strasburg is it's a small park and ball's going to fly out of there. So Strasburg tries to build their team to suit that. They try to get hitters who can put the ball in the air and hit it out of the park because that's a strength of that ballpark. The, the tough loss he was talking to or talking about there at the beginning of the interview was the Front Royal Cardinals, where they actually had a 3 nothing lead. Gave up four runs in the ninth and lost the game uh, at Strasburg. They gave up four runs in the top of the ninth, couldn't get a run in the bottom, and went down to Front Royal, which is a heartbreaking way to lose, carrying a three-run lead in there in the ninth and giving up four. But, guys, I know you want to get to these answers. Uh, Disney movie, Finding Nemo. Uh, surprisingly for us, a very popular answer. That is, yeah, like 1A, 1B. He had to search for it. He had to find it. But he found Nemo there in... He did. <laughs> I like I like how you said that. And then Party in the USA, another popular one here for 2018. Dude, we're can we get off the Hannah Montana kick, please? <laughs> um, Chris, Cyrus, we are asking please. for honest answers, and they're giving us honest answers. I'd rather them lie to me than. I like how he said he used to like it. Yeah, he still likes it. He still likes he it. It's okay. Dude. No, he's gotten smarter. <laughs> it's okay, dude. I like it. Yeah, I'm not afraid to say it. That makes one of us. Chris, Fourth of like July, it. Chris. I'd be lying if it's, if I said it wasn't planned. One point at my Fourth of July party. Wow, Dave. That's because your you're partying in Russia. Yeah or nay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Okay. The third interview, third and fourth interview that we got were both players or both people from Covington. One player, J.D. Mundy, who was the MVP of the All Star Game, and then the winning coach. Alex Kotmeyer. I didn't even know we had that one. So we have, we have JD Mundy and Coach Kotmeyer here, both from the Covington Lumberjacks and the Victoria South All Stars. Uh, first off, JD, big night for you, a triple and uh, two RBIs on the night and a winning effort for you guys. Uh, let's start with the All Star game. Talk about your performance tonight. Uh, I thought I was seeing the ball well today. Uh, couldn't get one off the lefty, but uh, just feeling good against the righties up there. So, uh, just sticking with the pros, going with the pitch, and just good things happen. You've really been tearing up the Valley League all summer long. You've been player of the week twice um, that I've noticed, I'm sure probably even more. Uh, just talk about the season that you've had and what the experience here in Covington has been like. Uh, it's definitely been a great season for me. Uh, I'm swinging it real well, playing defense well. Uh, just have a bunch of guys around me that just come to the ballpark, have a lot of fun. So it's definitely take a lot of pressure off me. And I know the Valley League, for the most part, is more of a league to improve your skills and showcase them to pro scouts, which tonight, obviously being an all-star game, tons of scouts in attendance. But you guys are also tops in the South. Talk about what the standings and the playoff race, what does that mean to you guys as players? Uh, As players, I mean, it means a lot to keep playing in the playoffs, do well, hopefully win it all. Just keep playing with these guys. have a lot of fun out here on the field. All right, we'll get you out of here on two just-for-fun questions that we ask everybody. Uh, First one, what is your favorite animated Disney movie? I'm going to go to Mickey Mouse. I don't know. All right. And what is a song that you like but you're afraid to admit to other people? 
Let's see. Probably some SAG song. I'm going to say Almost Home. It's a country song I like. All right. Well, thanks, yeah. J.D. Appreciate it. Go Hokies. Yes, sir. <laughs> Coach Kotemeyer, uh we've talked to you before, but, you know, what is it like being the manager of the South All-Stars and getting that honor? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, our, the South Division is stacked, and it was a lot of fun to have such good competition to be able to coach. And I mean, I say coaching, but All-Star Games is all about having fun and letting the players play because they, they've worked hard to get to where they're at, and they deserve every minute of it. So, I mean, it, it was a lot of fun tonight. Going back to your Covington Lumberjacks, you know, I mentioned to J.D. Monday, you guys are tops in the South. You have a, just a few more weeks till the playoffs start. What are you trying to focus with your team on as you approach the final stretch? I mean, it's a, it's a tightly packed race. I think every team's within three and a half games. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a battle. But I think we just need to improve. Uh, being more consistent at the plate, we strike out a lot. And uh, I think our pitchers can give a little bit better of an effort. I mean, they've, they've grinded their butts off, but we're getting a little thin on pitching. So, hopefully, we can uh, find some guys to come in and help us out. So. All right, and we asked you the Disney movie and just uh, the Guilty Pleasure song last time, so this time we'll ask you, what is your favorite baseball movie? Favorite baseball movie? Oh, man, there's too many. Uh, it's, it's a coin flip between Bull Durham or Major League. It's, those yeah. are both two classics, and I can't choose between those. So. And who is your favorite all-time baseball player? Ooh, uh, I mean, I grew up in California, and so I've gotten to see Mike Trout a lot, and uh, I think he's just a perfect example of a as a ball player for young kids, and just he's good in every aspect of the game, so I got, I got to see Mike Trout. All right, well, thanks again for taking more time to talk to us, Coach Kotemeyer. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, guys, so first let's talk about Monday. Again, going back to his all-star game performance, he had a really good performance in the game, picked up two RBIs, had a triple in that game. He could have been an inside the parker. He, and he's had a good season. You know, John mentioned it. He's got 12 home runs already in the first half of the year. We're coming down to the final stretch now, and he has been raking the ball. He's going to hope to keep doing it for Covington, and Covington fans will hope he keeps on doing it so they can maybe bring home a Valley League championship. But, guys, uh, the Disney movie, he gave us a Disney character, Mickey Mouse. Uh, Mickey Mouse prominent in Fantasia. And, uh, Dave, you dropped the original. Yeah, Steamboat Willie. <laughs> Steamboat Willie. Can we go with the original one? Because I do not like Fantasia and Mickey Mouse. It's weird. We can give him Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie? That's what we're going with. Steamboat Willie. It fits him. Agreed. Because he gave us a Disney character, we will avoid the default. If you, if we ever have anyone say they don't know, they don't watch Disney movies, they then get Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. <laughs> Quasi rings the bells. <laughs> I, was that what we decided? The... I don't know what the subtitle is for that. Multiple times. It, it will true. change every time. <laughs> there is a real one. There is a real Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. I don't recommend watching it. No. You really shouldn't watch the first one because it's not good either. But it's, I don't think it's quite as bad as you remember. But It's pretty bad. Uh, the first one's okay. Right? No. Yeah. You you realize our Disney aficionado over there is remaining silent. It's been a really Dave. long time since I've seen it. I have to watch it again. Somebody found a friend. Call Dave's mom. No. Uh, <laughs> I feel like she's going to be positive everything, though. That's fine. Maybe. Me and Brad win then, so no. Yep. Anyway, point us. Steamboat Willie. And then for his song, wouldn't I'm not say that's a guilty that. pleasure song. I don't even know all. what song I'm not familiar is. with. Who it. sings it? It's the Almost Home Craig Morgan song. Oh, I know what song I'm talking about. How's it go? Talks about the guy that was like the it. hobo, and he woke him Just up. Just sing it. He was dreaming about almost. Being oh, home. now I have heard that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Know. I'm not good with titles. Yeah, you have heard it. You've heard it. It's old. It's You've not new. It. It's old. Very we'll, old. We'll play a clip. Hang on. It's a good song. Not necessarily guilty pleasure, but it's a good song. Okay, so after listening to it, off oh, yeah, off yeah. air, we are we all remember now. Yeah, completely remember it. I yeah. I do like the song. Yeah, I don't it's a good song. What it is. It's a good song. Yeah. I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure song though. No, I wouldn't say it is. Oh, but, but he's afraid to. Hey, admit maybe it, for so. some people it is. Maybe he. Yeah, maybe nobody he knows listens to country music. So he's like, I don't. He's from Red Oak. I don't know. We got family in Red Oak. I'd be. He'd be hard pressed to admit that, but then he is a Virginia know. Tech player, so you know, go Hokies. And then uh, moving on to Alex Kotmeyer, uh, we talked to him. Uh, he mentions uh, something a lot of people in the Valley League mention, especially coaches: pitching. Pitching starts to wear down. That is becomes kind of a game of attrition there at the end. 
he's hoping that the pitching holds up for him. It's been a real strong suit for them, and he wants wants it to keep holding up down the stretch. Well, I mean, I guess late in the year, you know, that's when the cream really rises to the top in that aspect. You find out who really does have the endurance and can, you know, play at the next level as far as going every day. And I know that pitchers don't necessarily go every day, but when you play that often, you will play more frequently as a pitcher. So, Well, and that's also when some of the college coaches start to keep tabs more on the inning limits and stuff, and they go, okay, he's hit his mark. We want him back now. Mm-hmm. And and that makes it even harder as a coach. And for these Valley League teams, when you have that guy and you're maybe thinking, okay, we're going to have him the rest of the summer, and then you get a call from the college coach saying, how many innings has he pitched? Okay, we, we would like him back now. So, uh, you know, obviously we we don't have any dog in the fight. We're we're not going to show any bias on pulling for teams, but you root for no injuries at this point. You don't ever hope, especially in the Valley League, where players are trying to do this to get in front of pro scouts and go to the next level. You don't want to see any injuries, but especially here at the bottom of the schedule and you're, you're starting to get all these games together because of the rainouts. Mm-hmm. Baseball movie for Alex Meyer. He went with he went with Major League. Bull Durham or Major League. I think if you're asking us, it's Major League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bull Durham's good, though, too. We have no problem picking your movies for you. <laughs> Major League is my favorite baseball movie. I love yeah, here too, uh, Bob Euchre as Harry, Harry, or, uh, Harry, Harry Doyle. Doyle. Not as Harry Carey, but as Harry Doyle. Yeah. That makes those movies for me. He is so amazing. I feel like you can't, like, those movies would be so different without any of the characters. Like, they all are so important. Yeah, all the staples. You're right. All the main characters are so huge. Pedro Serrano, Wild Thing, Jake Taylor even, Mm -hmm. Willie Mays Hayes. Dorn. 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 (laughs) Roger Dorn. Oh, man. They're going to make another one. It's going to be called Major League Four. Baltimore edition. (laughs) Charm City, Major League Four, The Charmed Life, and it's going to be about the Baltimore Orioles, except they lose it's at the end. It's going to be a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> except, except, they yeah, except they lose at the end, too. Starring Chris Davis. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be live pitching. There's going to be no acting there. He's just going to strike out. Well, that's the cool thing, actually, about Major League, is they, like, they did not fake that stuff. They actually had to play in order to simulate those uh, shots for the movie. They're actually playing. They just okay, but down. somebody is. They're also throwing the ball over the fence. Then, I mean, Pedro Serrano is well, not yeah, getting but, that out in real life. Yeah, but they're actually like pitching, fielding the ball, and throwing it like yeah. real, actually playing in order to get those shots. It's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whatever, Dave. Dave. Dave's not buying it. <laughs> it's true. Brad's fun fact. It's true, dude. Do they have the unedited? Baseball game we can yeah, watch. We're some bloopers. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm sure they were just trying to get certain things to happen, so they kept doing it until those things happened. But, you know, name another movie where that happens. I mean, probably most baseball movies. Probably not. They dude. throw the ball. The yeah, but they're not lot. throwing it in a way where it's like, oh, like these guys actually had to be able to somewhat play baseball. They couldn't be like, oh, I'm just an actor and rainbow it up there. I think they might have, though. No. Hmm. We'll never know. We weren't there. We do know. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Mike Trout is his answer for his favorite baseball player. It's the first time we've gotten a current player as favorite all-time baseball player. And I think if you ask any baseball writer or someone who follows baseball for a living, they're going to say Mike Trout is one of the best players to ever play the game when his career's over, probably. He's, what, like 25 now? He's on pace to be let's first him, ballot Hall of Famer. Him time. Let's give him time. Uh, he's been in the league just as long as I Bryce mean, he's Harper. He's definitely been Bryce better Harper than sucks. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper sucks. I'm not he's been better than Bryce Harper. He's better than Manny. I like Manny, but he's better than Manny. I'm just saying he's 25. Wait until he gets into A Rod was hot fire until he turned 30, and then. Well, it probably had something to do with drug testing. Oh, well, yeah. Mike Trout might fail when I'm drug tested. I don't think Mike Trout's going to fail. Have test. you seen him? He's probably on steroids. Oh, Chris sounds oh like me gosh. now. I don't think he's going to fail a drug test. I think you're he just hating be, on him be because we have another friend who really likes Mike Trout. And we like to give him a hard time about it. Yeah, Ryan Reed's an idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Mike Trout is a quiet player who doesn't he doesn't say much, but he just goes out there and does his job. Tim Kirchner brought this up, and I think it's a great point. I think one of the reasons a lot of people don't think of Mike Trout as often as they should. He doesn't put himself in the spotlight. He doesn't put himself in the spotlight, but he plays on the West Coast. He plays at 10 o'clock at night on the East, and a lot of people go to bed. Well, I do. And, and his team's not. Very rarely in the not, playoffs. Yeah, they're not. And when good. they get there, they don't have success. They've never been in the playoffs with him. That's, well, they were. They lost to the Royals the year the Royals went to the World Series. I think the year they won it. I'll take your word for they it. They got swept by the Royals that year. Along with the Orioles. Felt great. Um, but yeah. So we'll have to see. Uh, Mike Trout will be a free agent, I believe, two years. Heavily rumored to possibly want to go to the Phillies. So Chris may get to That's see a lot of them. Yeah, yeah he grew up a Phillies fan. And grew up in New Jersey, close Millville, to Philly, yeah, so. Millville, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. The Millville Meteor. So we'll see what happens with Mike Trout when he goes to free agency. Uh, we'd like to thank everyone who took time out of their all-star day to talk to us, especially J.D. Mundy and Alex Kotmeyer at the end of the night when... They have a long trip back to Covington, taking the few minutes it took to talk to talk to us here at Forty Sports. We really appreciate that, and we'll have to see what next week brings for us here this week in the Valley League again. It's been an interesting run. Uh, the South is tight. You heard Coach Kotmeyer talk about that as well. There's three and a half games separating all five teams in the South, so anybody could come away with the South title going into the playoffs. I think it's going to be a crazy finish in the South. It'll be a great playoff finish in the North as well with Strasburg and Winchester and Newmarket and those guys battling for playoff spots. So if, let me just say this, if you haven't been out to a Valley league game, take advantage of it. There is a lot of good baseball in the Valley. Any of these localities will offer you a great opportunity to see people who will probably at some point get drafted. I mean, a lot of players are getting drafted from the Valley league more and more every year. You saw a guy, uh, like Wolanski last year for Charlottesville, who didn't have a lot of pub coming into the summer. He was a D3, D3 baseball player. He hit over 400 in the Valley. He gets drafted in the 18th round. That's pretty high. Uh, when you look at the number of rounds, I think there's 40 or thereabouts in the MLB draft. So to get drafted in the top half of that draft, I mean, that's big, especially for a guy who, like we said, didn't have a whole lot of pub about him coming into the summer. Okay, moving on to part two now, starting with a team that took a gamble on their uniforms when they made them, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They did something that no one has ever seen before, really, with this little snakeskin. I believe they call it snakeskin. I never um, even thought of that, though, by looking at it. Yeah, it's definitely, oh, really? It's definitely not snakeskin. Mm, it just looks like dots. Yeah, well, yeah. Because like scales, yeah, the kind dots of. start kind of thicker towards the top there and get a little bit spaced out. So it's not snakeskin. But, guys, we're going to breeze through. We're going to try to do this as quickly as possible. So, Brad. Okay. Yeah, please. <laughs> Brad, let's uh, quickly, your thoughts. Don't like the new hats with what they did on top. It's kind of unnecessary, in my opinion. What they um, do? The same thing it's as like the jersey. That, oh, it's I like the it shiny now. look to it. What do they do? It's got dots on the top. Yeah, but it's oh, like a shiny. Oh, I forgot. It looks, it looks super shiny. But I, the rest of the uniform for home, love it. Looks great. Away. Um, don't like how dark it is. They went darker well, than see, any I other like team that. has I ever like, gone. I like the more of like a charcoal gray. I don't know. I'm just not buying into it yet. Um, don't love the teal that they throw in on the alternates. Uh, it doesn't really doesn't really flow with their team colors. I, I feel like, especially on the away more like, where it's with the red. In respect to the throwbacks, but I kind of like it too. No, because the old colors were like purple and teal. Yeah, but I like yeah, the, nice. I like those though. Red and teal, no. So yeah, I don't like the gray that's one. That's that. Red one looks pretty good. Black one looks pretty good. That's about it. Favorite. Eh. White. Home. The, the home. Home. Okay. The Letter red grade. the red one doesn't look bad. Letter grade. I'll take the take the white one. Um I'll give him a B minus. Mm. Oh, I like it. That's pretty generous. Right. I, is you were talking bad on them. I like these uniforms. Um the hats are the only things I don't like. Now that Brad reminded me, they put the little dots on the top too. Um, but I mean across the board, I think they're they're different, they're unique, which I typically appreciate. Um, for the most part. So all in all, um, I don't know what my favorite would be. I might actually really make Brad mad and say the grays, the ways. It's ignorant. I don't mind is Letter grade? Um, I'm going to go mm, B because of the hats. Brad, how do you feel about that they put D-backs on there <laughs> instead of Diamondbacks? 
Yeah, wasn't crazy about it at first, but I mean, it is shorter. It's a it's nickname. It's a lot to put on it's, there. It's fine. It goes with the rest that they, they took a risk on, so why not? You already took a risk all out on everything else. Why not just yeah, do that too? Yeah, I guess. I don't really like that. Don't like the dots the more I look at them, especially on the hats. Yeah, don't like that. Uh, yeah, you know I don't what? like them on the hats. The jersey you know parts don't bother Jersey's me. whatever. You reminded me. It's, it's a C-plus now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I actually think the alternate one might be my favorite. It doesn't have any dots. I kind of like the teal throw in. Um, and, yeah, it's a C-plus for me. Wow. You don't like the dots on the shoulders? Not crazy about them. See, I, I love the dots do. on the shoulders. It's new. It's something I usually don't like. Usually new scares me because it's not good. But this is good, I think. I like the dots. I like the dots on the hats okay. Um, the darker gray is awesome. I'm with Chris on this. It looks nicer. It's fresh. Oh, do you like the white number that they I put on there? I agree with Brad. I believe it's an off white. I don't think it's full white. Oh, that's even worse. Why would you? Oh, that's throw, even better. Why would that's you throw cool. Off white because that's what the trim color is. Yeah. No. It's the same as the trim color. It's like a tan. Yeah. That's dumb. Um, I do agree with Brad. I'm not crazy about the teal because it looks kind of weird. Uh, my favorite is alternate three, the red one. Yeah, that um, one looks pretty good. That one looks cool. I love on that hat. It's actually the snake head. Mm. And see, I don't like that. Oh, I like the snake head. It's cool. Um, I'm gonna go B plus. I thought you guys were a little harsh. B plus. Wow. They would have been a B plus. They would have been an A if it hadn't been for the teal. Moving on to the Colorado Rockies. Mm. They put pinstripes, which Brad loves. We all know. And uh, yeah, lots of pinstripes going on, Brad. Yeah, Brad. They have pinstripe pants out Mm. the wazoo, dude. Yeah, I don't hate the pinstripe pants like Chris does. I actually think the pinstripe pants look real good with the purple and look real good with them black vests. Look at that thing, dude. That thing looks cool, especially with the trim around where the vest ends. Separate. Yeah, you got to separate the the vest, though. Now, let me ask you guys this on this Wikipedia photo that we're looking at. Mm. Rockies looks like it's written in white on the home jersey, but I don't think it is in real life. Am I wrong? Mm. Is it gray? It might be gray. Now that I'm thinking about it, it might be gray. I don't think that's how it looks in real life. Mm. I don't like that then. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't like that. It is gray. Not at all. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the grays just because it's, I mean, it's kind of like a plain, whatever, boring gray baseball uniform. Uh, pinstripes, I would like it better if it wasn't gray for Rockies, but I don't hate it as far as pinstripes goes. Uh, favorite, I know y'all are going to say the black one, so I'm going to go with the purple just to be a little bit different. Letter grade? Um, I'll give it a B. Oh, my God. You're ridiculous. Crazy. Chris. Okay, so we both know, well, everybody knows that I hate pinstripes, so the homes are already out. <laughs> uh, also, as we talked about, the letters are dumb. Yep. Um, the grays are whatever. I don't know why. It looks like when they put Colorado on there that they put a letter right on the seam mm-hmm. to where, like, the O's, like, off. Right. So that's dumb. Um, I like the black vest idea. Would prefer, like, the yellow or, like, purple sleeves or something different. For contrast I underneath. Agree. Yeah. So that's a knock. Um, the purple uniforms are going to be my favorite by default. <laughs> Letter grade. I'm going to go C minus. Mm. Okay. Dave. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind the home pinstripes. Like he said, the Rockies logo looks a little off with the coloring there, but. So whatever. I think the pinstripe pants look good on the black. They're okay on the purple. Uh, the black vests are definitely my favorite. I love the the vest ideas. Uh, what is that above Colorado on the black one? I was trying to figure that out too. I but think it's the di- I think it's a little it dinosaur out. thing. I'm not no. sure what it is. I'm almost positive <laughs> that's what it is. Or no, you know what it is? It's the Rocky Mountain. It's the alternate logo they used to have on the hats with the Rocky Mountain and the baseball shooting through it. Maybe. It looks like they have that on their sleeves, maybe, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's stupid. Uh, I'm going to give them a B-. minus. I'm with Chris on this. It's a C- minus for me. Uh, strike one, you had the Rockies in white. 
on your pinstripe jersey. Uh, it's Boo. Gray. Uh, whatever. It's bad. Uh, I like the vest idea, but you didn't put any contrast in it. I'm with Chris. Like, what's the point? Yeah. What's vest. the point of vests if you're not going to have any contrast? Sharanda you might as well make it a shirt. Sharanda didn't have contrast in their black vest. And it was dumb. No, it actually looked pretty good. I, I no, like it our, actually looked like pretty dumb. Red vest. sleeves. Mm, that would have looked bad. No. Was, yeah. yeah, ours wouldn't look good with red sleeves, but... I don't like it. I think it's I think it's bad. And the, the away jerseys are just there. Eh, they're just there. So it's a C- minus for me. A lot left to be desired on these Colorado Rocky uniforms. There's room for improvement. L.A. Dodgers. Uh, no change really over the years here for the Dodgers. This is what they are. Yeah, how lame that their only alternate is an away uniform. And it's the exact <laughs> same as their regular away uniform, yeah. except it says Dodgers. I don't get the Angeles. alternate at all. Yeah, they just swapped the... Uh, it's boring. It's the same as it's always been. I will say, I actually kind of like that the number's red. Oh, really? See, I, I'm up in the air on it. I don't hate it. I forgot it. that the number was red on the front. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Because on the back, it's not. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Actually, now that you remind me of that, all out. I'd like out. to know the reason. Well, like, I, I think, I think it's happened. because, I don't know. They want red to be one of their colors. Yeah. Like it, America. For some reason, Maybe. their logo has like a baseball in it. So they're like, oh, the red laces. Well, let's just have red be one of our colors. I don't know. The Yankees don't do it, even though their logo has a lot of red in it. They're like little whatever logo. Do you have a favorite? Yes, you do. Which yeah, one? Yeah, the home one. Letter grade? Mm, C minus. Chris? Um, just a piggyback off of Brad. Pretty plain Jane across the board. Um, like you said, the alternates are just the homes in a different color. Um, hate the red numbers. <laughs> Defaulting to my favorite is home. I'm going to tag along with a – actually, you know what? Screw it. D plus. D plus. I knew he was going there. This is negative today. I was I was gonna go C minus, but then I thought about it. D plus them. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely nothing special about these. They are what they are. Definitely don't get the alternate. They should have done a a blue top or something. Switch it up. Red numbers. Never really thought about them too much. When you really think about it, it makes you hate them. So, I give them a solid C. Oh, dude, you're too nice. I'm borderline C, but I'm going to go C- minus because, Dave, I didn't even think about it. You're right. A blue alternate would look so much better. They didn't do that. I'm knocking them for that. I'm knocking them for the different number on the front color as compared to the back. I think that's dumb. I don't like it. Knock them. It is very surprising they don't have a blue. I think a blue with, like, white, Ooh. the white Dodgers. Ooh. Now let's Ooh. get oh, interesting. <laughs> the San Diego Padres. A lot to unpack well, here, we fellas. Know, we know what you're going to say about the last two. <laughs> I'm not crazy about the camos. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> not crazy about the camos. Don't love the brown. Dude, don't love the poop brown. Oh, dude. <laughs> so much <laughs> so much to not the brown. Like, with the you spicy like the mustard yellow. I like those oldie looking. The poop brown with the spicy mustard yellow. Yeah, I like that hat. So much to not like no. about these uniforms. <laughs> um, I'll let Brad, I'll, right, let Brad I'll start go. this show. Um, home and away. Same story as the last, like, I don't know, three or four teams we've done now. Uh, it's a typical professional baseball uniform. Nothing really going on there. Uh, alternate one, poop brown, spicy yellow, mustard. Uh, I just, ugh. the hat does not look good. It fits the time period, I guess, but, mm-hmm. oh, God. Ugh. The alternate two, love it. Looks good. I don't think they could have done anything better with that. Although I'm pretty sure, did the Padres, yeah, the Padres used to have orange. Yeah. Yeah. Before the brown was the orange. The SD was orange. Um, They could go back to that. I would like that. Um, Camos, don't hate them. Don't really know why they have a regular camo color. I'm not big on that, but the blue camo there looks pretty cool from what I can see. Uh, See, they wear the brown camo more. I will say this, though. It looks like they have the lettering in blue on that. Mm-hmm. And with the camo, that makes it infinitely even harder to read. Um, I'm going to have to give them, oh, God, I'm going to have to give them, like, a C-. minus. Well, look at the letters on the, like, brown camo ones. Those are, like, it's, like, the same color as the camo, too. I guess they were really going on camo the hat and too, just they, trying to blend in. The hat, yeah. they put the same color. I think they were trying to blend in and make it hard to read. C-. minus. 
Okay. Borderline Chris. D plus. Oh. Um, like Brad said, the home and aways are what they are. Uh, nothing to kind of write home about there. The Browns, I I want to like them, but I can't. Like I feel like I should like them. Like oh, those are cool. They're different, but I don't. Um, going along with Brad, alternate two, a clean cut looks good. The camos, I don't, I don't really hate them. I don't love them, but they're cool. They're something different. Um, I like being a little unique in that way. If I had to pick a favorite, it's going to be Alt Two. C flat C. Yeah, the home and the ways or whatever. I feel like they could have done something better with that. I like the Alt Two logo with the SD on the side there. I think they should have thrown that on one of the home or the aways. Yeah, I really like that too. Mm-hmm. I can, I like alternate one. I like those old schooly looking, like the old A's, the old pirates that are all of y'all hated. Well, I liked they didn't all three use of those. Brown, no, but they I didn't. like the old school pirates uniforms better than those poop brown ones. <laughs> I like this hat. I like that it's different. Um, it's a toss up between that one and all two for my favorite, but I'll go with the alt ones to stay true to them. But I am going to give them a C plus. Cutting you off, sir. That's interesting. They put a D on their hats. They're asking for it. I'm giving them a D. These are bad. The brown is bad. It's terrible. They should be all packed up and burned with the camo jerseys because those are also heinous and ugly. Brad hit the nail on the head with those camos. Regular camos I don't like, but especially when you're going to make the lettering the same color as the camo, they have to go. It's impossible to read. The only uniform that is any good is alternate two. Home and away is blah. If it was, if those were the only uniforms they made, they'd get a C. But throwing the camos and the brown in there, you get a D. It doesn't make up for alternate two. Okay, so yeah, see if it was home exclude, and away only. Exclude Joe of the two camos. Which one's your favorite? Blue. Me too. Yeah, blue. Okay, cool. Let's just curious. Ooh. Moving on to the San Francisco Giants. Uh, let's see here. A team that tastefully does the off-white. Yeah, it's Brad, they, this they is the nice, only yeah. off white jersey have, that Brad likes. They don't have a pearly white uniform, and I'm okay with that. It kind of makes it look old, and I know that they really haven't changed their uniforms much, but the the font on the orange uniforms for Giants looks pretty cool. I like that. I like that black uniform. They're alternate away. Um, it's basically just a black uniform, but you know, tailored to be gray. Um, yeah. I like the actually the hat on the orange uniform there with the mm. orange bill. That's kind of cool too. Uh, don't hate that, but I understand why the others are all black. It just works well. Um, yeah, pretty good all around. I would say favorite. Yeah, screwed. I'll go with the home. Letter grade. Mm, B. Okay. Plus. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. Um. So I'll. Just kind of tag along. I like. I really like the oranges. They're probably my favorites just because they pop. Um, like Brad said, the font's really cool. Uh, it's different. The rest of the uniforms, um, the alternates kind of remind like They're like their old school jerseys that they used to have. So, um, I mean, they look good. Everything looks solid across the board. I'm going to tag along with Brad. B+. Yeah, I think all these are pretty good. I think this is a good color scheme. We the Orioles have really good uniforms. The Giants have good uniforms. They they make them work really well. I think the homes are my favorite. I like their their uh, off white feel to it. I like the oranges and the blacks too. Uh, I'm gonna go with an A minus. I'm gonna go solid B, not a B plus. It's closer to a B minus than a B plus for me. Because why? I don't like the font on alternate one. I think it's weird. I don't like it. It doesn't work for me. Oh, it's not bland straight across letters. <laughs> no, that G looks dumb. You look dumb. No, that's a cool G. That's a dumb G. It's cool. If hey, I ever hey, read Brady. anyone and they wrote their G's like that in real life, hey, I would hey, throw Grandpa, them in jail. It's 2018. We can use cool fonts. That G is a G. No, <laughs> that G is dumb. Cool. It's cool. It's a, it's a, you know what? Now you guys are going to talk me down to it. It's B minus. It's a B minus. <laughs> oh. um, Dude. Which is a shame. All because you, of the lettering all because, on one uniform. All because yeah. of you guys. That they never wear. All because of you guys, because you wouldn't let it go. It was a B, but you guys have 
No, because we're not letting go because we're right. No, because you're wrong, and it's a B minus. Because it's pretty cool. I like the off white. I'm with you guys there. I think that's great. the The away jersey's cool. I like the other two alternates. I just I like the color on alternate one. I just don't like that font. If they put giants like they did on the home jersey, but just with an out white outline instead of the orange outline, I think it's it's maybe an A. Not as cool. But it's we'll not, just go B. It's not as cool. I'll give him a B. I'm feeling generous tonight. I'm in a pretty good mood. So just a regular B. Doesn't sound I'm not like going to let you guys ruin it. It's just a regular We're B. We're not ruining it. You're the one trying to ruin it. Why are you, You're get, ruining why are you getting so worked up over that one G? Gosh. It looks really dumb. <laughs> I don't understand what's wrong with you. Oh. The answer is nothing. <laughs> survey. I know we'll get zero feedback on it. That's okay. <laughs> Chris. We interviewed J.D. Mundy from Virginia Tech. Okay. Can you name the Virginia Tech football coach? Oh, God. What is his name? I oh, forgot it. Chris. I forgot it. Oh, hang on. I'm going to get it. I forgot that this was a segment. I didn't even think about it. Oh, God. What is his name? Hey, guys. It's okay. I know it's not Frank Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Fuente. Oh, look there at you. you go. Good job, Chris. Way to nail it. Well, folks, that will do it for us here on 40 Sports. For Chris, Dave, Brad, I'm Joe. Reminder, find us on Facebook, 40 Sports Podcast. Like us on there. Follow us on Twitter at 40 underscore sports. Be sure to comment and share this episode and all others. Continuing our quest to try to get to as many Valley League games as possible. Again, this week we'll be trying to get to some more as the season starts to wind down. Make sure you get out there. If you know we're coming to a game, come and say hi to us. We're usually in uh, USA hats, or Chris will be wearing a Nats hat. Dave wears or his red legs hat. I was about to say or my, a minor league. My hat options are endless. Chris Chris mixes up his hat game. Usually Brad and I are in our USA hats when we go to a game. Dave, USA or red legs. But, yeah, so come say hi to us if you know we're there. Uh, we like talking to fans. But until next week, this has been 40 Sports. Good night.